Oh, Saturday. What does your Saturday entail today, Michelle? David, I am in Napa today. Oh, no shit. So am I. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be damned. Right on. If I didn't have one more day of antibiotics, I would be uh, using Napa for what it's best known for. But Ooh. I'm actually well, I'm... just taking care of some business out there. That's what you said. You said you had some some weekend plans a turn in. Yep. I, however, am not on antibiotics. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm a little jealous. Are you going to any of the places that I've recommended to you over the time? I, I am. Nice. All right. Then that uh, definitely requires a shout out to Minor Family Vineyards. I cannot wait. You know, I might sneak up on you. Wh- when are you going to be there? We leave Friday. Okay. Yeah, I might I might sneak up. We left. I'm sorry. We left gotcha. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we pre-record. Uh, we just had that reveal. Uh, yeah, no, I might. I might swing by and I think because it's my last day on antibiotics, I can, I can stand to do a flight or something. That would be kind of fun and unscripted. Just happened to be coincidentally in Napa at the same time. Uh, I'm also going out, I'm en route actually to interview my aunt who's in her 90s who's going to be the first participant. She's going to be the test pilot in our funeral program, which is funeral right. with an emphasis on fun. So we're we're locking down all the details for what she wants, her vision for her living funeral. So, I oh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, I love that you're. Oh, I didn't know that's what yep. you were doing this weekend. Yep. We're Very scripting cool. the whole experience, and we're gonna get people dialed in on what her desires are, and if it requires assistance from other folks, which I'm sure it will, they will be delivering on everything that she wants to make it the best possible right. experience. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, as we refine it, we will be offering this as one of our services through the Red Kite Movement. And it'll be on our website shortly. Right yeah. We'll talk about creating remarkable Damn memories. Straight. This is an excellent yeah, take segue. Take us into the gift of the day, Michelle. What do you recall from being sick as a kid? We tend to assume we had a shared experience. I can tell you, you didn't have mine. And that's unfortunate. The question is, based on your childhood experiences, how do you treat others when they are sick? Not raising the bar? We fixed that. I've got to tell you, when I was sick, and, and you know, you can, you can look at this from multiple perspectives, and we'll, we'll definitely do a deep dive on it. But let me tell you, I had probably the best mom when it came to my sister and I being sick. It's almost like she, it's borderline Munchausen's <laughs> where she really <laughs> took great pleasure in the times that we were sick. And of course, joking aside, Munchausen's disease is not anything to laugh about, but she really did love being the caretaker during illness. Mm-hmm. That's when wow. she really shined. And it wasn't just the matzo soup. It it was but let me, let me say it in, in, in those terms, though. Let me use the analogy of matzo soup because, of course, matzo soup has quite a few ingredients. Let me give you the ingredients. Healing ingredients. Yes. 
the matzah soup has. Yes. So my mother, the ingredients to my mother's magic were, number one, concentrated love. Two, fresh compassion. Three, calming anxiety blockers. She was really good because she Mm. herself had anxiety surrounding illness that really played itself out as, as she came to the end of her life. She had these calming anxiety blockers that she would put in play. Uh, four would be the full-blown attention, which is something that she wasn't really good at outside of us being oh. sick. Oh, no. No. I, I, and I think I've, I've spoken about that openly and candidly yeah. that she was, you know, not, not the most attentive person until, she, until we to absolutely then, needed it. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yep. So in a way, we saw that she had the capacity and the capability. She just didn't really employ it until it was absolutely necessary. And number five, a dash of spoiling us to take the edge off. And then lastly, sixth, a pinch of rule breaking. This is where things get interesting, especially during the time that we were sick was oftentimes during school. So there it all is laid out completely. All of the different recipe elements of the concoction making us feel really good during illness, almost to the degree that it was enjoyable to be sick, which is kind of a weird paradoxical thing. And that's why I said we should dig and, and drill down on that. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah, that is. I'm I'm still stuck on that. She didn't have really the capacity to for the the full blown attention until it came like almost in times of need. And that's that's very curious. Nurturing. Yeah, and I'm sure that a a psychoanalyst might assert their opinion on that or drill down on was it a learned behavior from her parents? Who knows? And frankly. Who fucking cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who gives a shit? You know, it, it is what it is. It was to my sister and I perfection. And of course, as a father, <clears throat> I relished the opportunity. I, I was, you know, secretly looking forward to the first time that my kids were sick, that were they were conscious of being sick. You know, as babies, they're not so much. Right. Uh, and I wanted to take it to the next level because I always felt like, that's what a parent's supposed to do. You're supposed to stand on the shoulders of your parents. And I hope that one day my kids step on the shoulders of, of my parenting style. But I have yeah. to laugh in retrospect because I taking it to the next level has always been <laughs> what I do. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> but then it gets to the point of ridiculousness. And I remember when my oldest daughter got sick for the first time. I went out and, you know, let me give you an example. Let me do the comparison. Let me give you the 1970 version of my mother and the, then the year 2000 version of me. So my mom, part of her uh, calming anxiety blocker kit included a coloring book and crayons and little toys from the store, maybe a bit of candy. But it would, there would be this big gigantic bag from the local drugstore or the grocery store and it would all have all these cool things that would be distracting for us, right? Little, I don't know if you remember the uh, color forms. There were the, the little plastic sticker boards that, that things would, would stick to. And you could, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can make dioramas and oh, yeah. tear them apart and remake them again. Well, love that. <laughs> Loved those. Flash forward. 
my daughter gets sick for the first time, like legit sick, what do I do? I go out and I buy her a television <laughs> that's got a DVD player in it. And I, I buy the whole series of Strawberry Shortcake videos for her because she loves Get Strawberry Shortcake. Out. And then my my wife at the time, her mother, was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're almost like rewarding her for being sick. And of course, you know, she's got siblings. So I'm like, oh, right. You know, I'm, I'm uh-huh. they're like, well, maybe we should get sick because damn, <laughs> she just struck gold. What would he do if I broke my arm? Right, right. So yeah, <laughs> talk about taking it to the next level. I took it to the stratosphere. I, And in retrospect, it was a rookie move. It was cute and it's adorable as a dad that I did that. But that- Yeah, it's super tender. Right, and this, this, is, this is again, to circle back, that's because I had the mother that I had. You know, and of course it's gonna be even strange, more strange, when it comes from a dad, right? Because that's uh, the nurturing behavior in the American culture tends to be associated with the mother, right? And in, yeah. and I have to say this, and I'm hope, hopefully not uh, insulting, but really just pointing out the obvious. I was far more nurturing as a father than their mother was. And that that's mm-hmm. obvious. It played itself out, right? And it's because of my upbringing. And it's also because sure. of her upbringing. It's a totally different perspective are either of them wrong no are either of them right no it is what it is and if you are either of them a little bit better (laughs) well that's up to the the recipient right Right. maybe maybe people don't like to be coddled maybe people like to be left alone maybe you know whatever maybe they don't like you know being lavished with with love and sentiment through action and and words i don't know you know i'm going to leave that up to the to the person that that receives that i can tell you in my partnerships that it was well received and actually to some degree one of the more attractive features that they found in me as a man that I didn't just turn my back on them Uh, you've already heard the story of one of my exes that her parents walked away from her when she was super ill and I was the one that came in and nurtured her back to health and gave her right uh, and she was like scratching her head like what the fuck that came from you. Yeah. That's that's unexpected, and I've never had that treatment before. And I'm like, ooh, that's terrible that you've never had that treatment. So, you know, there was one time where she wasn't feeling well at all, and I stood at the foot of the bed, and I played my guitar and sang her to sleep. And she woke up the next morning going, I've never had that treatment before. You're like, mm-hmm. holy shit, who are you? And I'm like, I'm just my mother's son. That's just who I am. I'm not – I don't feel like I'm anything special I'm just doing what I was taught. And you can thank my mom for that. And it, ultimately she did, which is interesting. Oh. She was at my mother's bedside during her dying process and gave my mother probably the biggest laugh of all in a little thing that she created for her as a, as one of the memories that I held near and dear to my heart. And we can go into that another time in specificity, but there she was giving it back to my mother because she had gotten my mother's treatment by proxy through me. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And there it is, right? So my my illness journey and watching my mother nurture me back to health was unique. So my question is, are you taking your experiences 
and learning from them and changing them because you didn't have the best experience? Or are you taking the best experiences that you felt you had and raising the bar and making them better for someone else? So then piggybacking off of those questions is the homework and it's knowing, do you have the right recipe? I like it. Right. Do you have the right recipe? Another, that's a super fantastic analogy because I've dialed in what my mother's recipe was, broken Mm -hmm. it down and I use it. I enhance the flavor every now and then in little areas where it's needed. Some of y'all had parents that served you TV dinners and you're starting from scratch. So do you have the recipe and do you know what it's like to be served that dish? What a great bit of homework, Michelle, a real deep thinker and, and really quite possibly a relationship saver or at very least enhancer. And if you're a parent out there, boy, this is where you perk up your ears and say, how good is my game? What am I bringing to the table when my kids are sick? And what do I want them to bring to the table when they're parents? Thinking forward as a grandparent someday. Well, most people don't think that far ahead. So, yeah. Michelle, what was your mic drop in all this craziness of my upbringing and my relationship with illness? <laughs> I, I love that you broke this down into the ingredients and you knew exactly what every ingredient went into that little compassionate healing, I guess. And it's no surprise because look what you do today. Ooh, oh my God. Why didn't I sew those two things together? <laughs> I spent the vast majority of my career helping people feel really good at their end of life. And mm-hmm. I never put the two together until you just said it. How is that possible? Wow. Wow. I'm going to think about that at the gym today. OMG. Damn it. I wish my mom was still alive so I could thank her for that. Shit. Well, I'll thank her in my own way. Yes, you will. Interesting. Wow. Well done, Michelle. Well done. There we go. We'll keep it up. Get out there and fly that kite. Yako key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.